if you're not doing this, your solar marketing will fail. I'm Josiah Atkins. Uh, we're on a little marketing company called Prospect Bacon. We spend uh, millions and millions of dollars in advertising for solar companies and businesses just like you. Um, so today we're talking about uh, some things you should be doing if you want your marketing campaigns to succeed. Now we've talked to some big companies in the solar industry and it, you know, it's, it's such a such an amazing opportunity, right? Because solar is this amazing new industry. Like we did a survey, our average client has been in business less than four years. Like super crazy. Um, but the, the thing about solar is that there's so much low hanging fruit in the industry. It's high commissions, uh, high stakes. Every deal is worth quite a bit of money. And because of that, um, inefficiencies in the business model are kind of not made as big as they would be with a lower margin product. And so you see these kind of mega companies start to look more corporate, start to build more systems and processes in place. Um, and the margin kind of shrinks and then people even start their own solar companies. And so solar is kind of this amazing wild, wild west right now, but they're also, um, some problems with it. And one of the main problems I have is a lot of times people start marketing campaigns with zero thought about all the effort that goes into it. And maybe marketers are to blame. I think we have done a pretty good job at Prospect Bacon of not selling this magical silver spoon process. Uh, you know, leads that answer all the time, 100% sit rates. And hey, you're a good closer. What do you close at? 60, 80%? Yeah, you're going to have a $300 cost per acquisition. Go ahead and sign a three month contract, right? That's not what we're about. Um, and so I wanted to talk today about some things you should be doing in your solar business to make sure that your marketing works. And when you don't pay attention to these things, it's going to fail. Uh, so the number one suggestion I would have for making your solar marketing not fail would be to have a lead management system. Um, now, this is a little different than a CRM. So a lead management system is something for uh, follow-up. Um, usually, I recommend having a customer service representative, or you can think of this kind of like a digital setter for your company working the leads and the system. My favorite preferred system is the Terra AI system we've built here at Prospect Bacon and named after my wife. It has pipeline management. It automatically contacts leads as soon as they come in. It's great. Um, but you need some form of CRM or system to be putting these leads to, and there needs to be actions that happen, and these actions need accountability. You need to know if your people aren't reaching out to leads. You need to know uh, who is it performing? You need to know what kind of leads are not performing. Um, so many times we've heard, hey, these leads are garbage. These leads are trash. We do an audit and the sales rep or the person calling the leads isn't even doing their job. Not to say that prospect bacon is never at fault, but uh, 
you know, the unfortunate things is that, you know, leads are almost always the last problem in the system. Can leads be made better? Yes. Can leads be higher quality than others? Yes. But there should be measurable output that comes from a working system. Um, number two, have SOPs for working your leads. You know, I kind of hinted on this earlier, but it never amazes me all the thought and the effort that is put into door knocking in the solar industry. And then people think that getting leads, you're just going to have people that magically want to do business with you. Well, yes, some of that is the result of internet marketing. Um, but you need systems and processes for working your leads. What happens when a lead comes in? What happens after the first attempt to reach the lead, the second attempt, the third attempt, the fourth attempt, the fifth attempt? How fast are these things happening? Um, again, with our Terra software, working with Prospect Bacon, we have a whole university we've built to teach you these concepts and what best practices are. But generally, you want to be calling a lead as soon as they come in, and then you want to be following up as much as you can without being incessantly annoying, though you probably want to lean on the side of being more annoying the less annoying. Um, what happens when you book an appointment? What happens when the appointment is ran? You need a system for knowing your reps showed up to these appointments. My favorite one I've heard of, hey, can you take a selfie at the house so I know you showed up for this lead our company just spent three to $500 on? Thanks. Um, what happens when a rep gets no-showed? Are you reaching back out? What's the system for reaching back out to those appointments to get them on the calendar? And then what's the system for working leads? When a lead first, you want to call a lead as soon as it comes in, and you want to follow up incessantly with them in about 14 days, and then you want to set some weekly, every other week or monthly process for making sure these leads are continuously being worked. Because that's the magic of building your pipeline, right? If you sign up with a marketing company, you're getting 100 leads a month. Well, five months into this, you know, you have 500 leads in your pipeline. Have you sold some and set some appointments with some? Yes, but the majority of leads, a good healthy marketing campaign, 5% of your leads are turning into sales. So the other 95%, you have five months to work those. Can somebody improve their credit score in five months? Absolutely. And so you need a system to keep following up with these leads because what happens two, three years down the road? Well, you've got, you know, 2,400, 3,600 leads. You are constantly working. And even if 2% of those are turning to appointment, you know, if you're getting an extra, you know, six, eight, 10 appointments a month just from constantly working your leads, which is printing your business more money from your marketing. Um, so we're going to take a little break uh, before I go into the rest of the things. I want to talk about uh, the section of the show we're going to call Bacon Bits. And Bacon Bits is just five things I'm currently enjoying. Uh, shout out to my wife who apparently thought people would want to hear a little bit about what I'm into right now. Uh, so the first thing I have been into right now is I'm on my fifth week of uh, consistently lifting weights for the first time in two years and i just forgot how good i feel when i'm lifting heavy we've had a bit of uh had a bit of stress going on in my life some recent uh changes and uh they're a little frustrating to me and so last night you know i got 
went in to do my weightlifting and set five new PRs on my workout campaign. I crushed it. I felt great. I slept great last night. Um, starting to see some pounds take off. And I just forgot how good I feel when I'm lifting heavy. heavy. That's thing number one. Uh, thing number two, um, when it's colder outside, my wife and I seem to watch a lot more TV uh, in the evenings. We put the kids to bed a little earlier. Um, so I kind of have a conglomerate of things I'm enjoying right now. Uh, number one, uh, Yellowstone. I don't know why it took me so long to get into Yellowstone, but uh, I went on Reeler.com, looked at some ranches in Montana. Uh, now I want to find a place that looks like Montana. That's not quite in Montana. Really enjoyed the show. Didn't know who to root for. I still have to watch season five, so please no spoilers. Uh, the second show uh, I really enjoyed was The Last of Us. I thought it started strong, ended strong. What amazing storytelling. Wish there were more clickers. Like, show me a little more zombies, a little less character development. All in all, great. I'm horrified and excited for season two. I don't know if I can take it again. Um, third show, I've kind of been watching. Uh, I guess I don't have this picture. I used to have a huge Star Wars poster behind me whenever I did my Zoom calls in my last house, and that's season three of The Mandalorian. Really excited. John Favreau saved the Star Wars universe. Just going to leave it there. Um, thing number three. Uh, so I had a friend or mentor in town recently and, uh, we thought, why not go check out a movie? And the choices were either Adam driver fighting dinosaurs in 65 or Woody Harrelson in a basketball movie. And so, yes, we went and saw the movie champions with Woody Harrelson thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, great movie about a uh, kind of like a special Olympic style of uh, basketball team. Woody Harrelson uh, basically gets a DUI and is forced to coach uh, a team of mostly Down syndrome players uh, in basketball. Really good, heartwarming movie. Way funnier than it should have been. Definitely gave me, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the movie, The Ringer. Uh, this is definitely a more politically correct take on the same kind of premise. And so, great movie. Uh, fourth thing, um, I'm a gamer. I play some video games from time to time. Finally got in on a little game called Hades. Don't really want to explain it more than that. But if you are a fan of story, action, a game that you can play in quick little bites, really enjoying playing Hades. Uh, another fifth, number five is a book I've been reading. So I read this book two years ago and I would call it pretty instrumental in some of the explosive growth we saw here at Prospect Bacon, but it was a book called Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel uh, is basically describing uh, visionaries, which are people who, you know, kind of in a business, visionaries typically the CEO leading from the front, uh, big idea type person, and then the integrators are the people that need, the visionaries need to make the business work. And so Rocket Fuel's built on the EOS system or entrepreneurial operating system. We're finally making the move to move Prospect Bacon totally onto the system. 
uh, completely recommend reading Traction and Rocket Fuel for tips and kind of a general framework to lay an implant in your solar business. Um, so many pieces of it are helpful, especially to a smaller growing company, because you kind of get to take these biz best business practices, lay out a framework, and plug it into your business. So you get the benefit of this really time-tested and battle-proven system, even though your company is not time-tested and battle-proven yet. No, we're getting closer. Our uh, four-year anniversary is next month. Uh, all right, so that's my five bacon bits. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Yes, no, we'll get back to the knowledge. Um, so the third thing you should be doing to make sure your marketing will not fail is uh, knowing your numbers. And so what knowing your numbers means is basically what do my numbers need to be to make my solar campaign successful, my marketing successful. Well, we know we want to be looking for like a 30% lead to appointment rate. We want to be taking a 50% sit rate. You want that number to be higher, but that's something you can work on. And then a 30% close rate, right? And so, you know, if you're looking at all of these numbers, you probably want your CPL to be somewhere around 50 to $70 to make sure your cost per acquisition is under two grand. Now, if your lead cost gets a lot cheaper, if your lead to appointments a lot higher, if your sit rate's a lot higher, if your close rate's a lot higher, there are many ways to improve the system. And we've seen like in some markets, some numbers tend to be a little lower while others are higher. There are lots of ways to make the same recipe to end up in a $2,000 cost per acquisition. But if you don't know the numbers, you can never improve on them. There's nothing you can do to make the system or process better. So knowing your numbers, super important. Track them weekly, track them monthly, review them weekly, monthly, and quarterly. Looking at those big periods of time is often a lot more useful than looking at those little small bits of time. Refining and building your SOPs to improve the numbers. And so we talked about you need SOPs for working leads. We talked about knowing your numbers. Now you make to make those two work together. How can I improve my lead to appointment rate? Well, to improve that, there are two things you could look at, the quality and messaging of your marketing, or two, the systems in which you are bringing the leads to an appointment. Um, everything needs improvement all the time. Make sure there's someone in your business that's owning these processes and working to make them better, and they have accountability to you as the business owner. Uh, and if all of these things are working together, I can assure you that if you give your marketing, if you're working with the right marketing company, have the right people in your business controlling these systems, and have the right partner to get you those leads at the right cost, you will build a machine that will print your business money. And if you're interested in learning how to print money in your solar business, uh, you can drop a comment in the Facebook group, reach out to us at prospectbacon.com and somebody from our team will literally walk you through our process to helping you build this entire system for your marketing um, and building you a machine that prints you money in your business. Yes, marketing and solar is basically a scam unless you are doing these things to help your company succeed. Uh, so, Give us a like, a follow, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. 
wherever you're watching or consuming this content. I appreciate the heck out of you and I'll see you next week.